Yes, the owners of a Vancouver restaurant and whiskey bar are now declaring a victory of sorts. But this comes five years after provincial liquor inspectors seized $40,000 worth of product right off their shelves. Fett's Whiskey Kitchen will get the booze back, but only after they cease to hold a liquor license and they pay a fine of $3,000. But, you know, when you start talking about a five-year fight, the first thing that comes to my mind, you know, the legal bills and some of the other damage in there. To talk about that is Eric Fergie, co-owner of Fett's Whiskey Kitchen. Uh, Eric, thanks for being with us. Oh, thanks for having me. I've also got my partner, Allura Fergie, here as well. Ah, both of you. And you know what? Uh, To both of you, I'd like to say congratulations. But, uh, you know, I don't know if this is congratulations or not, because it's been a five-year battle with this. And, yeah, I I get it. $40,000 worth of whiskey back, that's great. But uh, has there been a lot of damage in there already? The damage damage was done by the government with an unauthorized uh, warrantless uh, search and seizure of our premises. And that's what we took offense with. As for the whiskey, we're, it just says that we won. We were right. The government was wrong. They should have done what they did. Now, Eric and or Allura, bring us back through the story of what happened back five years ago that led to this uh, whole struggle in the first place. Uh, paint us a picture, if you would, with your words of how this came about. Well, there was a complaint made against an establishment in Victoria uh, that sold Scotch malt whiskey. So there are only four venues that were authorized by the society in the province to sell their product. So five years and one day ago, the government started an investigation into the sale of these products at these four licensees, licensed establishments. After a seven-week investigation on January 18th, the, uh, these rogue government actors showed up at our door with, uh, in a, a, a rented U-Haul van full of empty boxes, accompanied by two police officers, to, uh, uh, for the sole purpose, as they said, we're seizing these, these bottles as evidence in an ongoing investigation. Because... It was an investigation. They needed to follow through with their investigative powers and follow those rules, which included a search warrant. But they came in under the guise of an inspection. Uh, when there's an inspection, we must abide by their questioning and answer everything they ask. But because there was an investigation, they needed to issue uh, my partner who was there, Allura, a charter caution. They did not, and that's and that's, is that they didn't follow the rules, and they run ran roughshod over the Charter of Rights and Freedom. You know, I can hear still a lot of the emotion in your voice when you talk about this, and if uh, I went through a five-year battle over this, I would have that same emotion. It uh, hurts the reputation of uh, a business for sure, but um, it acted on a complaint, and that's a big one. Um who would complain about this, and uh, why is it of anybody's interest whatsoever? Uh, that's a question that needs to be asked to the person that made the complaint. 
Sure, it does. Um, but it seems to me almost like it's an overhanded response. Uh, did you have warnings and that type of thing in the first place before they moved in and seized uh, all your product? No, no warnings. We had several liquor inspections, and the liquor inspectors uh, were totally happy with the way we were operating our business, even made comments about all the bottles and how great it looked. So, yeah, there was no warnings, no no conversation, which is another thing that seems to be an issue. Yeah. We consider ourselves partners with the people we do business with, suppliers, government agencies and such, and dialogue is necessary. Sure, dialogue is necessary, but you were also aware of some of the rules that were in place and knew where you stood, um, be it right or be it wrong. Um, did you think that this might be a possibility uh, being rated, or did you think, uh, you know what, uh, we're going to go ahead and do our business, but, um, you know, advocate for change? So, uh, yes, we uh, we felt that if this ever became an issue, there would be dialogue. In our province, what, what the issue is, is we do not have licensee to licensee sales. And this is what we've been advocating for. This is what the, uh, the Mullen report was all about. Uh, we spoke with, uh, with David Eby, when he's attorney general about this, any licensee in the province that operates a specialty cocktail, spirit, wine, beer program, uh, ends up usually, uh, finding the product outside of the government liquor store. And the reason being is the government liquor store does not, stores do not sell the products that we need for our ingredients and to be competitive. And not just competitive within the province, but also competitive with our, our southern neighbors. We have an incredible uh, restaurant and cocktail uh, hospitality industry here. And all the products that are in private liquor stores all come through the government warehouse. So it's, they've, everything has come through the proper channels and we don't, but many people do buy outside of the government liquor store so that they can make their cocktails with the ingredients they need. And that's a big change we need to see. Absolutely. Now let's fast forward five years later. Uh, the BC government has settled with you. Are you happy with the settlement, uh, or is there still some sort of, um, I don't know, regret, bitterness, or anything else left over? Well, we're happy we won. We're looking at it as a win, uh, and we're looking at it as a conversation that that is going to keep on going on until there is change. So we're we're happy that we can start the conversation the conversation that we've had for the last five years but it was going on before that but we're just yeah we're just happy we won good well allura i know there must have been uh, some legal fees in there that you had to incur uh, oh, it's, just a little. <laughs> yeah, it's one thing to get back uh, the product and a lot of people will talk about that forty thousand dollars worth but i'm guessing the legal cost is more than forty thousand dollars over five years right Oh yeah, we're we're looking at about a hundred thousand dollars, and Over, that oh, comes yeah. at a time when I know that um, you're not looking at continuing on forever. In fact, uh, retirement is on the horizon, right? Resignation. 
Yes, we we we're we're closing this chapter and going on to other other things. So we're not retiring; we're just moving on. Okay, well, it's good to hear because I'll, I'll tell you a little bit of something about myself. I've gone to other cities uh, with the idea in mind of visiting a city, but also finding out more. And I look at even Portland, Oregon, uh, in my mind, and going into the Whiskey Library there, which I've done before, and sitting down and having, you know, shelves and shelves of the best whiskeys from around the world and enjoying that experience and making a part of my Portland visit. Can that ever happen with today's regulations in Vancouver? No, referring to whiskey, no. Why not? And what needs to change? Licensing to licensee sales. That's uh, giving the the hospitality licensees in this province the opportunity to purchase uh, for resale any product that is found at the government stores or the private liquor stores. That's what needs to change. Keep in mind that we're in a big city. We have a lot of different uh, government stores to shop at, and we shop at the, all of them. Every time we're on the island, we go to every, every place we go, we go and look in government stores so we can find product, whiskey, to put on our shelves. If you live in Burns Lake, you don't have that opportunity. You know, and, and any smaller communities, Revelstoke, Fernie, Kimberly, Cranbrook, uh, it's very difficult for these uh uh, operators to have a selection. So, Eric and Allura, do you have a voice that's going to continue to push the government uh, for others, not only yourselves, but for others in the future? Or is this uh, something that is kind of lost and you're just going to move on? No, we're uh, we're in it for the long haul. We're committed. Yeah, we uh, we love our industry. Our industry has been fantastic uh, to us, and we will continue to advocate for our uh, our industry and we're not going anywhere okay well thank you very much i appreciate both of your times and uh and sharing a story with us about uh that really is a story behind how enforcement comes into some different rules that are different maybe for bc than most places in the world eric and Alura, thank you so much thank you thank you